Uh. It's Monster Squad. It's a Monster Squad. Hey, what's up, all you fucking inanimate objects and straight up nerds? <laughs> Welcome to Weird Vibes. Halloween week two. Week two, baby. And as you might have figured out, we watched Monster Squad um, this week. We have a whole buttload of movies to talk about. A buttload. So let's just get straight into it. Monster Squad. Monster Squad, dog. How are you, Dana? I'm great. I might have jumped a gun a little bit. No, I love, I love you, Monster Squad. Love? Oh, I love you. Um, Monster Squad makes me happy. I think the first time I watched it was uh, one of those movie experiences with you, very similar to Idle Hands, which we covered last week. Yeah, I'm not going <clears> to <throat> lie. You straight up rolled your eyes when I said I was going to put Monster Squad on. You know why? Why? I kept confusing it with that uh, shitty superhero movie that you like. Sky High? No, I love that one. I kept thinking you were talking about, um, we talked about it when I made you make your case a few episodes ago. I literally have no All idea what they're talking about. All those shitty superheroes that don't exist, like, um, is it Kel when he's invisible? Oh, Mystery Men? Mystery Men's solid as fuck. I don't know what you're talking exactly. about. Exactly. So when you said Monster Squad, I kept confusing it, and that's why I was rolling my eyes. Then when I saw and remembered what Monster Squad was, I got really excited, because those kids are ridiculous, <laughs> and I, I actually really like it. I think it's... Um, I know we do a few, like, more lighthearted movies and shows each t- each time so that it's not, like, too heavy because it uh-huh. is, like, 31 days of horror and a lot of da- a lot of those days we watch more than one thing. Yeah. So this is one of those more, like, lighthearted, like, sweet horror movies that I like and that option also really opens up the genre for me. It, like, shows you how dimensional it can be. Yeah, and <laughs> honestly, I always, this movie is one of my favorites from childhood. I worship this movie. Like, I have nothing but good things to say about it. But maybe just me getting older, or maybe, I don't know, maybe just the amount of times I've seen it, it's pretty gnarly. Yeah. Like, it's way gorier, it's way darker than you think. There is a lot of questionable stuff going on. Yeah. Well, plus there's a lot more, like, emotional depth with, like, uh, Frankenstein's monsters, like, story arc. Yeah, I, I really is, like Frankenstein's monster. Yeah, I think it's like very sweet. <laughs> so who's your favorite monster? Is it Frankenstein's monster? Um, it would probably be him or Dracula, just because um, he, just the obviously they're, they're, they have like very different roles in the movie, but I just, I think they were the two, well no, maybe the mummy because the mummy was just kind of like funny. Yeah, it was like, sla- it was like a really good slapstick element almost. See, I've always... He doesn't really do much, but I've always loved the design of the creature from the Black Lagoon in this. Yeah. It's so just cool and 90s and, like, a toy mixed with Mountain Dew. Like, <laughs> hey, man! Yeah, it's extreme! Yeah, that's so true. Sorry if I'm, like, swearing a lot and all over the place. Just know I'm very caffeinated. We're recording at, like, 9.30 in the morning, which is kind of strange. For us, I feel like, yeah. But it's okay. We're here to cover a lot of shows, which actually... Speaking of shows, do you want to talk about those really quickly so that they don't get lost in all the movies, too? Oh, definitely. Um, I'm sure a lot of you, if you're listening to this, can relate and go back to this episode every year. Um, we watched the almighty Halloween um, <laughs> from, King, from of King of the Hill, where um, the Christian woman gets a Halloween outlawed 
And Hank dresses up in his childhood devil costume and marches through the streets of Arlen at night <laughs> saying, trick or treat, trick or treat. Trick and, or treat. Oh, I love it. It's, <laughs> I don't have anything but good things to say about it. Also, um, much to Dana's terror, I um, put on the episode of Home Improvement <laughs> where Jill Taylor pretends to be... Um, a like, stalker of Tim's, and well, it keeps ramping it up. <laughs> I'm sorry I gave away the ending of an episode of Home Improvement from 1994. Uh, you know, I I might find a way to move on. I just <laughs> I just really wanted to address it. Um, I I want to clarify that it's not to my terror because I don't love these shows. Uh? But <laughs> Sam does this thing where every holiday season <laughs> he. Fucks up my entire Hulu, like, watch list order because... I don't think so, Tim. He'll go through and he'll watch all of the Halloween episodes of, um, like, all of those sitcoms from that era. Like, Step by Step and Home Improvement. And I know that there's other ones. There's some really solid um, Family Matters Halloween episodes. Yeah, Family Matters has some good Halloween episodes. Sister, Sister we've done before, too. Full House, even. Like, there's a lot that we'll just go back for for those, like, those campy episodes. But... He'll do that for Christmas, too, and it just, all season long, it takes me all year to get it back to normal, and then October comes around, and I come home, and he's watching Home Improvement. All the Cheers holiday episodes are so good. Yeah, they are. They're really sweet. They're very heartwarming. All right, we're going to go down all here. So Home Improvement, that was, I like that one, and I feel like that was one of their classic Halloween episodes. That was a good one. Yeah, I really, really like that one. Um, Let us know uh, at Weird Vibes Podcast on Instagram if you have, like, a favorite sitcom that you go back and, like, watch the episodes of for for Halloween. There's a really scary step-by-step one that I hate watching because it scares me. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Also, there's a really scary Boy Meets World. Remember the slasher episode where they all get locked in the... School at night. <gasps> yeah, we, should we go have back. enough of our okay. own stuff to Honestly, cover this week. Honestly, those are um, those are good ones for next week. Mm-hmm. So, what's another movie that we watched this week? Well, we definitely watched Reanimator. Oh, I love Reanimator. Which I mean, we had an entire Halloween party where the entire house was decorated as Reanimator. We're definitely a big Reanimator house. <laughs> we are big. Not H.P. Lovecraft the person fans, but cosmic horror fans. That yeah. whole weird aesthetic we all really, really like. Yeah. I made really great jello shots that year that I put in those um, syringes, and they looked exactly like the reanimator fluid. Because oh, I used so lime, ge- lime jello with like a yellow one, too. Mm-hmm. They were delicious and on theme. What do you want me to say? Cat dead? Details later? <laughs> exactly. Do you have anything else for Reanimator? Um, watch it. I can only just oh say God, watch it. It's a really great for having like friends over and like having on in the background to just comment on. I think it's like mm. a really good movie night movie. Just as a cool, just classic, gross out monster movie. There's lots of. It's not overly dark, but mm-hmm. you get a lot of blood and guts and haunted houses and mad scientists and well, maybe not haunted houses, but you get what I mean. Just yeah, that whole. There's a lot of really great horror tropes in it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to go to the complete opposite end of the spectrum, uh-huh. watch The Fucking Witch. Yeah! The Witch is in my top three favorite movies of all time, like, so I don't have a bad word to say about it. It's incredible. If you haven't seen it, please go see it. It's, um, 
they what do they call it a dark New England fairy tale? I think so. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's just so well crafted as a film yeah, outside it, of the plot of the like movie which is super cool <laughs> yeah i mean just loosely the plot um a bunch of religious zealots are kicked out of a settlement in new england um when they move out to the country they start being visited by these witches who supposedly live in the woods and the devil starts visiting them there's a super cool ram named black philip or sheep whatever oh longhorn sheep is he a sheep? Yeah, he's a longhorn sheep. Oh, I thought it was a goat. No. Oh. So, but at the same time, it's not in the form of people or witches or devils until the very, very, very end. Because at first it's just suspicion and they're like very still like religious parents are like terrified. And I honestly am still unclear if it's the older girl or the younger kids who like summon this thing. Yeah, the more I watch this movie, the less I understand about it. It's so good. Yeah, the this uh, most recent time that we watched it, Sam was like, oh yeah, it's obviously her the whole time. And I was like, I don't know, but wait, maybe it's this. And I think I changed your mind on like what you thought you were very sure of. And oh yeah, definitely. Like, the, the plot of this. But it, no matter who it is of the kids, it I love that I can go back and watch it and each time see like a new thing and appreciate like a new aspect of, God, their costuming, their set is so on point. It's such a rich movie to watch. Yeah, yeah. It's think, beautiful. Um, it's very immersive. Didn't the person who directed it, wasn't he, like, he's a costumer or something. He was involved in yeah. the industry, but he wasn't a director. He did something else. I think you said he, he did or like costuming. Or some type of designer yeah, or something. Yeah, which is why like the costumes were so, like all of the clothing was so um, accurate to the time. Definitely. Yeah, and, and like I, detailed. Yeah. I know they used um, a lot of journals to get, um, all of the dialogue to be of the times. The dialogue's oh. very strange. It moves at a weird pace. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, th- that's all very true to the, the time. time as well. Yeah, it was. That's a really. I just that movie just holds up, and I know that I obviously rolled my eyes that first year because you were so obsessed with it. But it it was only because I was like, it was a really quietly a good movie, and it's just how it's held up that I realize I'm like, oh, this you can watch this a hundred times. Oh my god, yeah, that's really good. Watch the witch if you haven't seen the witch yet. <laughs> um, we also watched Pumpkinhead this week. Pumpkinhead! I love... Pumpkinhead needs to be more good. famous than yeah. it is. Was this your first time seeing it? I still can't remember. Because there were certain things I recognized, but I think it was a really long time ago. And I did do it again this time because you you just know there is some stuff that's just too much for me where like I will purposely look down when I like can feel myself getting stressed mm-hmm. by it. So I'm pretty sure I've seen it before, but I really, I don't think I've ever appreciated it as much as I did this watching. Because it's just a, it's a good movie. It's one I always put on passively every year. Okay. I don't think we've ever really sat down and be like, we're watching Pumpkinhead. That might be what it what is. we're doing as the activity right now. I'm also still a little, the grown man in most of the movie was the kid in the very first scene, right? You know what? I'm going to be honest with you, I've never quite known, and I'm way more concerned with Pumpkinhead and him killing all those dickheads to, like, <laughs> ever really go back and investigate. Okay, no, that totally makes sense. I'm pretty sure he said when he goes, so in this movie he, like, goes to the witch, so I'm pretty sure he said, when I was a kid I saw that a man could, like, summon this if he'd been wronged or something. I don't think his dad summoned it, but I think... He was the kid looking out the window when Pumpkinhead came for their, like, neighbor. That's sort of how I've always read it. I just, I can't say for sure. Okay, yeah. And I, obviously, tons of spoilers, but Pumpkinhead is still one of those great, like, um, 
you know, shitty teenagers in the woods getting avenged after. Honestly, though, I forget. Like, these kids did a really shitty thing. Like, a really shitty thing. Yeah. And Pumpkinhead serves them very pumpkin spice justice. <laughs> the older I get, this, the less sympathy I have for those kids. Fuck those kids. Oh, they're awful. <laughs> when I just, I, I guess a last note on Pumpkinhead. <laughs> I love it so much. It just has such cool, spooky fall vibes. You, it just has that haunted house, like, haunted mansion at Disneyland. It's like, like the grown-up horror version of liking Over the Garden Wall, I feel like. Very much so. <laughs> it, it reminds me a lot of um, Army of Darkness in a weird way. Okay. Like, a lot of the set design. Yeah. Just over-the-top, almost like a real-life, um, like, Halloween town or something. Okay, yeah, I totally see that. So... We are going to move on to our next movies, I guess. The next movies. one's on the list. Um, I just wrote down Halloweens because yeah. we saw a bunch of them already. Our original plan was to watch 1978, um, the Rob Zombie remake from, what, 2008, 10, something like yeah. that, and the 2018 remake. We haven't gotten to all of them yet, but we just kind of happened to see the first two Rob Zombie Halloweens. Yeah. One of them holds up. I guess. I'm, I've always been an apologist for these two movies. They were terrible. I don't really know why. I still sort of like the first one. Like the okay. original, like the Rob Zombie Halloween remake is good. It's, I, maybe I'm just aging out of it. I don't know. It seems very try hard kind of fake edgy, you know? Like, yeah. an edginess that it doesn't need. Like, Halloween's already edgy. Yeah, there were a lot of, like, artistic license choices he made in both of them that I just did not. And it's not that I, like, I'm not invested, like, oh, like, I can make a better movie. What I will say about both of them is they were both very strong Rob Zombie movies. They, like, definitely depicted his style and, like, showed what his perspective is on those movies very well. Mm -hmm. Because if, like, you know, if you've, like, watched his movies, it's just, like, very much his aesthetic. It's some of the, like, the, the, the filming styles and choices that he makes are very consistent with style choices that he makes in his films, but... That, to me, doesn't make it a strong movie. Um, as far as, like, an actual horror movie goes, um, I did... No. <laughs> I'm cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm cool. Yeah. They, they used to be for me. Yeah. They're not necessarily for me anymore. I still have a soft spot for Halloween 1. Rob Zombie's Halloween 2, like, I'm sorry, is straight up sliceable farts. It it's is. terrible. It is. It is. It's... Farts served up on a platter. And I'm a fan of Rob Zombie, so, like, I am i don't feel so bad saying I hate that movie so much because I'm an apologist for the rest of his stuff. Yeah, and that's the thing, is, like, it's not, it's not a statement on him or, like, what I think of his work. It's definitely very clearly something that he made. I just think as far as, like, a Halloween movie is concerned, I didn't really care for it. Okay. Um, did you see Body Bags? Or did I watch that when you were gone? You watched Body Bags. You have free reign to talk about that. I'm pretty sure I caught, like, one scene of it on your Instagram and was, like, very happy I didn't see it. Body Bags is so much cooler than I was expecting. Yeah? It's, it's the one um, John Carpenter movie I hadn't seen for some reason. Mm -hmm. I don't know why I hadn't seen it. It just had always been out of my grasp for some reason. Mm -hmm. um, finally sat down and watched it. It's um, three vignettes. 
cut up by um, John Carpenter playing a corpse in a morgue, like playing with guts and making stupid puns. It's the best. That's so cool. I didn't know that part. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of really good actors in it. The reason you probably couldn't watch it is this whole... Um, the second vignette with Stacy Keach about him trying to grow his hair back as he's balding, but hair starts coming out of everywhere because there's these weird little alien worms. Spoiler, sorry. But at some points, he's pulling hair growing out of his throat, out of the back of his throat. Yeah, that's... And it would have just been too much for my sweet lady wife. I love that... <laughs> I love that both weeks of this have been me being like, yeah, I didn't watch this movie because hair. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. <laughs> but it, I appreciate it, and I'm I'm glad that you are doing a, a service for all of us by pioneering into these movies so that we don't have to, or that I don't have to. Um, you guys can watch Body Bags if you want. I'm probably not gonna. It's way solid. It's on Shudder if you have that. Um, I might watch the other two vignettes, because I want to see John Carpenter doing that. It's really fun. Yeah. We can go back and watch them. Okay, just those parts. <laughs> Um, <laughs> you definitely saw Hellraiser in space, though. Hellraiser in space. Tell him what it's actually called, Sam. We have such sights to show you. What is it actually called, Sam? In space. <laughs> Event Horizon. Event Horizon. I love Event Horizon. Uh, Sam brought up, as we were watching it, that it is the Hellraiser movie that never was. There are Hellraiser movies, Hellraiser sequels, less like Hellraiser <laughs> than Event Horizon. <laughs> yeah. And if then, you put Pinhead in one scene, just cart Doug Bradley out there, don't even have him say anything. Just have him turn his head. All right, Hellraiser movie. You're done. No, that's... And I literally remember thinking that I, there's... I'm not going to say what scene, but there's a scene in the, like, in the main part of the ship where they find one of the last like crew members, and there has been a lot done to him. And I just remember seeing that scene and being like, honestly, I don't even need to see Pinhead. This is a Hellraiser movie. Yeah. And I remember I told you this within, I think, like the first five minutes it started where I was like, oh, yeah, I always do this. I haven't seen this. I always think it's fear. And I was, <laughs> and it, and I was, you do every time. And I was thinking it was fear, but I've seen Event Horizon before, so... Um, it, I once I got past that I like remembered what was going on but once you said that like I can't unsee that it is it's a, it's a it's a Hellraiser it's the unofficial Hellraiser sequel yeah, it's your classic story of spaceship goes to hell how many times have you seen it I mean you know as many times as I've seen Event <laughs> <laughs> Horizon well see here's the thing and I'm not I'm really not complaining like yeah we're so, oh yeah haha it's a Hellraiser sequel I love Hellraiser yeah I love Event Horizon and buddy. I love the Hellraiser sequels a lot. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing negative here. It's just really funny that, um, the, I don't know, I thought it was going to be way more sci-fi, and it is way more, like, dark horror than you think it's going to be. It's super yeah. cool. What did we watch? Um, let's just keep the gross party going. Let's go. We watched The Fly yesterday. Ugh. Oh. It gets grosser every time I watch it. I don't... And then every time I watch it, I don't know why I agree to watch it again. Because I know that I, like... I'm repulsed by it. I love it so much. Uh. When he pukes the guy's foot off. Uh. <laughs> it's tight. Yeah. Honestly, for me... And I even told you, like... And I remember that scene coming up and I said... I was like, oh, is he already going to start growing those hairs? Because he got that scratch on his back. 
Yeah. And that scratch on his back later is like one of the first indicators that something is like off because he starts growing these like really gross wiry hairs out of it and they're like weird fly feelers. I don't know. It's like what do you even say about the fly? Like <sighs> it's Cronenberg at its height of just gross body horror. Jeff Goldblum and like Gina D have like the coolest pervy on screen chemistry ever. Yeah, Gina Davis is gorgeous as always. Mm-hmm. Jeff Goldblum. So Jeff like, Goldblum. Exactly, and he's just like as Jeff Goldblum as possible in this movie. Mm-hmm. Which reminds me, I really want to go back and watch The Fly Two, which might be in next. Uh, week's. Okay. All that right. movie's straight up gross. I've never seen it. Yeah, you have. Okay. It was like a weird Sunday morning hangover watch. <laughs> That I probably just blocked out from trauma. Yeah. Cool, cool. All right. What's next on the list? What's next? I want to save a few for the end. So, oh, we definitely watched Scream this week. Mm. Scream's pretty fun. I've all... uh, I've never been a huge Scream fan for some reason. I don't know why. I, I think I was right in... I was too young to like it when it came out. And then by the time I was old enough to watch it, I was like, this isn't that edgy. Do you know what I mean? So, uh, this was literally the first time I watched it. And I, we've had this problem before with films where, like, I don't know. I'm, I'm too earnest of a person. I'm earnest and I'm gullible. So, I don't ever know when things are being, like, if they're being exaggerated or they're tongue-in-cheek. Especially in this generation. Like, we live in a very digital era, so things don't translate for me all the time. This was the first time I saw Scream and realized that it was supposed to be campy and it was supposed to be cheesy. That's so interesting. And it, I like, I remember I used to watch it and just be like, I don't understand why people like this movie. And I didn't, I didn't get that everybody else was also in on the joke. Like, I yeah, just, I like Matthew Lillard. Who doesn't? Yeah, but, but like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> and I just remember like, not, I didn't realize I was the one that didn't get the joke. So watching it this time, I realized like, Especially having this much time with Matthew Lillard, like, to, to grow, like, a fine wine and age like that. Oh, yeah. Seeing him in, in that, like, it's not even 90s. It's, like, 2001, isn't it? I think so. Yeah, something like that. That Just that prime, that prime era of, like, Will Arquette. And just everybody, everybody in that cast is just perfect. David Arquette. I said Will Arquette, didn't I? Yeah, it's okay. okay. Well, I'm sure Will Arquette, some guy named Will Arquette's like, hey, that's me. Listening. Will Will Arquette's from, from what's it called? Oh, I have no idea. And now I'm blanking on the name of the show. Oh my gosh. Um, we love this show. Louis Lucille's a terrible mother. Will Arnett. Will Arnett. <laughs> <laughs> from Arrested <laughs> Development. Yeah, I'm all. I'm like eighteen kinds of wrong, and I was gonna cut this out, but I'm funny. Yeah, so. I love you so mm-hmm. much. What's but, the next movie? Anyway, no, watch? speaking of Matthew Lillard, though. Um, keep a lookout for uh, 13 Ghosts review <gasps> next week because uh, we can't leave that out. Are we going to watch that? I love that movie. Everyone loves 13 yeah. Ghosts, dog. Isn't it 13th Ghost? 13 Ghosts. I never know. I can't tell. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so now we're on to our two like big hitters of the week, yeah, I think. Yeah. At least probably your favorite and my favorite. Okay. Um, I'll start with mine. I love me some Murder Party. Murder Party was really good. Murder Party is one of my favorite horror movies ever. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. It hasn't gotten as much exposure as I think it deserves. Um, 
a lot of the people who are involved in Blue Ruin and Green Room and all those type of like A24 movies, yeah. they're all, it's one of their early movies. It's about <clears throat> all these douchey art students who are committing a murder party on an unsuspecting victim in the name of art. It's super tongue-in-cheek. It's super cringy. It gets really fun and gory and just and gnarly like towards the end. Yeah. Um, I don't know, Dana. You, I don't think you've seen it as much as me. What, did, what are some of your thoughts on it? I really... I love it. I absolutely love it. It's It really is kind of almost cringy to watch because the art students are just so... It's, it's like they're caricaturized to a point where I don't even think art students would be... Even the worst of pretentiousness, I don't think would exist this much in an art student because it's just so over the top. The Their costumes are hilarious. The type of like gore and violence that happens can still be funny even though it is kind of it's also horrifying um i like that nothing happens to the dog yeah yeah there's a dog in the movie nothing happens to the dog that's always a that's always a bonus for me Mm -hmm. and um there's a cat named sir lancelot that's that's always a win there's a cat named sir lancelot who is kind of the pivotal part of the plot because the whole reason this guy goes to the party he was going to stay home on Halloween, and the whole reason this guy goes to this party of an invitation he found, like, blowing down the street is because his cat wouldn't move out of his seat when he was going to sit to watch horror movies, and it obviously has bodily autonomy, so he didn't move it. <laughs> and he fucking, that cat. Yeah, that cat was, like, the reason, it was the catalyst of the whole movie. Catalyst of the whole movie. Hey. Hey. Hey, Dana. Yes. That thing ain't real. That's a creation. That's a creation. <laughs> Where I think we're doing our top no. movie. Sorry. Sorry, what? I was just gonna say attack the block. I didn't oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, what are we talking about now? We're talking about attack the block. I think this might be both of our favorite movies of the yeah. week. Um, it's a great movie. Attack the Block is one of the best movies ever made. Yeah. Like it's so much fucking fun. Yeah, it's a really it's like a romp. It is a romp. Yeah. It's hell of a romp. Plus, this was in the era when we were watching a lot of movies that were to do with, like, a lot of people in a building getting through the building, almost like a video game. Like, there was Judge Dredd, there was that, there was, uh, was it Contagion? Or there was one about, like, zombies in the building? Oh, I forgot about that. There was, like, a bunch of movies. This was, like... The Raid. Yeah, The Raid and The Raid Like, all of these movies that we watched, it was literally people going through buildings and, like, it was, like, video game levels. Mm -hmm. And you were also playing that game. (laughs) That was like that you would fight people in different levels of rooms. Oh, like Hotline Miami. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hotline Miami is basically its own horror movie. Exactly. So it was just an era of all of that, and that one really stood out just because it was. Um, it wasn't people; it was creatures. This was like an out. This is like a monsters from outer space type movie. Mm-hmm. Big gorilla wolf motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, it's definitely one of my favorites. I'm really glad we, we had a hard time kind of finding it for a second, but if you have a uh, cable with Xfinity, it's on, on demand. Yeah. Hopefully I'm assuming probably through Halloween, at least through October. It's, I can't recommend this movie enough. Like pl- it's so much fun. There's some like real good horror moments in it. There's some like real scares. Um, there's also like social commentary too on like their, their relationships as neighbors and like. Who counts and who doesn't, and just really interesting things like that. Definitely. Um, what's Nick? What's his name from Star Wars? Oh no, he's in it too. The kid from Star Wars, um, Poe. Mm-hmm. Not Poe. Finn. Finn from Star Wars is in it. I'm talking about the guy from um, Shaun of the Dead, the friend. Oh yeah, yeah, the zombie at the end. Yeah. 
He's the drug dealer. Oh, yeah. Um, Ron's weed room. So, we are talking about John Boyega, who is Finn from Star Wars, but is Moses, the main character of this. And then, um, is it Nick Frost? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, Nick Frost, uh, he plays Ron. <laughs> yeah, Ron's weed room. Ron's probably. weed room. <laughs> <laughs> He's such a good um, just comedic element in that movie. I really, really enjoyed him. And then Jermaine Hunter is Hi-Hats, who creates, like, another conflict with a person, because... They're fighting these, like, aliens the whole time, but Hi-Hats is, like, the building, like, area, block, I'm not sure, like, drug dealer, and they, like, as they're escaping at some point, they, like, hit his car, so he, um, he gets pretty upset about that. He's also hunting them, so yeah, it's just, these kids (laughs) just running around their apartment buildings and all through all these alleyways and through these walkways, running from the cops, running from aliens, running from drug dealers... There's it's, a lot of tension. Yeah, it's really fun. And there's big gorilla wolf motherfuckers. Yeah, big gorilla wolf motherfuckers with glowing teeth. Yeah, with glowing Yeah, I forgot <laughs> to say glowing teeth. Yeah. So I think we're probably going to start to close out around here. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a lot more movies to get to. Um, please send us your recommendations. If you are watching movies for Halloween, we would love to hear about it. Please. Weird Vibes Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. And also, please... Um, Continue to weigh in on, is Big Trouble in Little China a horror movie? We still don't really know. We've talked about it a lot. There's a lot of ins and outs of it. I think we're going to watch it this week, just as a I think it'll final... be week three, yeah. Yeah, so let us know. Um, the final verdict. I guess don't be a turkey if yeah. you don't... Do you like getting cooked? Yeah, if you don't want to get cooked... Turkeys get cooked. Weird Vibes Podcast.